Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, Kelly, I'm a little distracted. The Jeremy Graves just showed me a movie trailer with my favorite actor, Denzel Washington, and Dakota Fanning. You're smitten with Dakota you, you Fanning. you got to help you? me get refocused. Here, here, Eagle Hour, is that it? Yeah, on a Friday, Bob. Super Talk Eagle Hour. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, welcome to the show, Bob and... Uh, Kelly. Kelly in the Southern Bank Corps. My name is not Dakota. Studio in Hattiesburg and Luke Johnson, who looks nothing like Dakota Fanning. He's in the uh, Southern Bank Corps studio in At least Laurel. you didn't call me Dakota Baker. I appreciate that. Yeah, you'd be closer to Dakota Baker than Dakota Fanning, by sure. Hey, opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great supporters of our program and Southern Miss Athletics, of course. Great place to eat tonight and a great place to cater your next event. They do a great job, and uh, we appreciate it. All that our friends at the Dickies Barbecue do. Justin and, and his guys are really the very best, and we thank them. All right, coming up on the show, it looks like the Golden Eagles have found them another big stud baseball player. We'll be talking about that later in the show with a real lineage, right, Kelly? A yes. real lineage of uh, baseball skills. But first, it's Friday. Uh, we've caught up with Patrick McGee, fresh off of vacation from the east coast of America, now back in the Big Easy. And it's all settled now, uh, Patrick, I think. Is it not all settled with uh, Camara? Do the Saints uh, have everything squared away with their ace running back? Well, I mean, it, uh, he pleaded uh, no contest to a misdemeanor charge of a breach of peace, whatever that is, uh, following the incident uh, after the Pro Bowl in 2022. Um, and he's also done an out of court uh, settlement with the, uh, the the man who was beaten in, in that incident. And he's you know all he's going to do is like community service. I think he had to pay a hundred thousand dollars towards the medical expenses of the victim. And now it's just a matter of waiting to see what the NFL does. Uh, it seems likely this is, uh, very likely the suspension is coming. Uh, Jeff Duncan had a piece earlier this week that kind of laid out the possibilities. I think. I think everybody right now is thinking six games, but I think that could go two games back. I think it's more, you know, it's not going to be more than six games, I would think, but I would think there's a possibility we're looking at, it, you know, it, there is a possibility. I think it could be a four game suspension. But so I'm, I, it, just everything, the way history kind of tells us what's going to happen here. If you go back and look, see what's happened. And Jeff Duncan did a good job breaking it down. You can go to NOLA.com and read it. Uh, I, I think we're looking at six games just historically how the NFL has handled something like this. So it's something I think that the Saints kind of anticipate. Now there's also the possibility that Kamara could appeal 
you know, whatever suspension is coming his way. Um, but at this point, my guess is that by making this plea, Kamara kind of understands what's coming, and they kind of kick the ball, you know, kick, you know, kick the can down the road by uh, pushing back to trial and stuff last year. So I, I think we're probably looking at six games. Yeah, Kamara can appeal, but I, I think we're looking anywhere from four to six games for as far as the suspension okay. for Kamara. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but how can Kamara be suspended for six games for getting in a fight when Deshaun Watson was, what, eight games for allegedly molesting 20-plus women? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think Kamara deserves some punishment. I, I thought Watson got off light. You know, I, I you know, yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, I just the video footage they have of what happened, you know, there in Las Vegas, it's really, really hard for the NFL to avoid uh, coming down with some suspension for Kamara. So, obviously, he's going to face something. But, yeah, I think I thought Watson got off light. What did happen, Patrick, actually? What did actually happen? Well, I mean, the way it sounds like is just there was a uh, back and forth outside of an elevator at a, I think a casino, casino slash hotel there in Las Vegas, and and just they, it was early, early. I think it was like three or four in the morning, maybe even like five. So obviously, nothing good happens that time in the morning, and and something happened to where something was said, and somebody took a swing at somebody, and you know how that is. It just kind of cascades from there, and I'm sure. Uh, I, can't, I can't imagine there was a lot of sobriety involved in the situation. Right. Kelly, you've been in a lot of bar fights in your life. Oh, what, yeah. What's your thought of this? I, I will say this. If once these guys are discovered, you know, a lot of these athletes, not just football players, you have to feel like sometimes, you know, there are guys, and like Patrick said, there's usually alcohol involved, that lots of times you feel like these guys probably get baited, you know? I'm sure that's right. Yeah. And, and of course, the answer here is don't ever be in those places, right? Avoid those places at all costs. But you have to kind of, to a degree, feel a little bit sorry for you guys, because, these guys, because you know that there's guys that are goading them, you know, just, just hoping they get in a fight with these guys. Kelly, in all your years of, of melee, were you the, the baiter or the finisher? Man, I am, in the words of Michael Jackson, I'm a lover, not a fighter. God. This is I can no see way. Kelly much more in the baiter. Yeah, yeah. amen. Uh, and not the lover so much either. So, <laughs> that's right. I don't even want to think about that, Patrick. Yeah. Um, if he misses six games, I mean, you know, you, you've got you've got two games: week two with at the Panthers, week four the Bucks. But I mean, you know, it's it's kind of tough. He's going to miss the Patriots. He'll miss the Packers, the the Titans in week one. But does this mean Miller grows up really fast behind Williams? Yeah, well, I mean, he's going to have to. Um, the the Saints have had, a, you know, outside of Ingram and Kamara, they just haven't really had somebody willing to step up and kind of show they can make an impact. Uh, so, yeah, I think the Baylor uh, rookie is going to have to step up and, and get on the field. I think that he was trending that way. He's coming back from an injury, hasn't really done up done much up to this point, but the expectation is that he would be ready for the season opener. So it's kind of hard to see him right now making a huge impact considering the situation he's in coming off injury but i mean there was a there was a you know plenty of reasons to sign jamal williams and he's a guy that can carry the load as long as they have one or two other guys that can kind of give him a breather here or there i think they're okay as long as he's healthy through the first four to six games of the season kelly i didn't mean to take it from me i got one more question i'll throw it back to you but but patrick um training camp starts in a couple weeks you know saints Mm -hmm. used to oftentimes go off for training camp but kind of thankful they're they they stick around now yeah 
Yeah, I mean, shoot, they used to go to West Virginia. Uh, I know they did in Jackson, Mississippi yeah. at one point, but they'll be here. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's, I'm just looking, I was looking at the schedule uh, just a minute ago. That the Saints will begin on uh, training camp on the 25th, and I believe it's the 28th and 29th is whenever they'll hold practices and helmets and shells and stuff like that. So we're less than two, away, two weeks away from training camp starting. Uh, and that's just, it's coming fast as can be, and I think we're exactly, or yesterday, we were a month away from the Saints playing their preseason opener. They'll be playing the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in the Superdome. Well, so they, football season's here. <laughs> well, it it's, won't, it's coming fast. Yeah, if the Chiefs are going to be there, that won't be uh, it won't be much practice for the defensive line because we know they won't be able to touch you know Patrick without no, of course not. getting <clears throat> flagged. Patrick, we get this question all the time from local Saints fans here. If they want to go to practice, are they open to the public? And if so, how do they... How do they report, yeah. or what do they do? There's there are select practices. Uh, I, I'm just not looking here. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. But they do have uh, select practices. I think the first one is on the 20. Here, I'll pull it up right now. It's the 28th. Well, they'll have the practices open to the open to the public. Uh, the Saints just released their schedule yesterday. I haven't really delved deep into it, but I mean, as long as you show up there and. and and, you know, and in time to get in, I'm sure there's not, you know, unlimited access to it as long as you get there early enough and kind of meet all the, 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 the requirements and everything they have on their website. I just direct everybody to the NewOrleansSaints.com, and they have this up there. They just posted, I believe, just this week. Uh, but the 28th, the 29th, the 31st, August 4th, August 5th, August 6th, and August 10th are the practices that are supposed to be available to the public. Man, you you better you better be a real fan because you know Bob when you talk about practicing in this type of heat it's and pretty hum- hot oh and the humidity in New pretty Orleans hot. too I mean yeah but when you're trying to get a team in shape conditioning wise it's probably right. probably good you know Patrick you could you know you can work your way through all the controversies the league has had you can discuss it backwards and forwards and compare all the other sports but when it gets right down to it. In the United States of America, nothing matches NFL football from a fan perspective. Is that not fair to say? No, I mean, college football and NFL together, you know, big-time college football and NFL, I mean, it's just, it just really kind of overwhelms everything else. You know, you have the World Series, you have the, you know, NBA playoffs and all that. But, I mean, it's, uh, you know, a, a regular season NFL game usually out, you know, is going to have better ratings, say, on a Monday or a Sunday night than pretty much any other sporting event they're going to have out there outside of the, the World Cup and the Olympics and other stuff like that. So it's pretty incredible how much the NFL really eats up the attention uh, uh, space of, of all Americans. It's, it just dominates everything, and, and no place are the ratings higher than New Orleans. Uh, every, whenever the Saints play, everything shuts down. That's when you can go to Trader's Joe, Trader Joe's and buy your groceries you if go. you're not a football uh, fan. All right, can you stick around, Patrick? Yeah, sure. In a God of Davida, can you believe this? Hey, I was I was even in Paris, Bob, and sh- took a picture of you guys of a restaurant over there where they watch the Saints games wow. every Sunday. This incredible bumper music provided by Michael Merkins. Who would have thought that? In a God of Davida. By Iron Butterfly, Here we baby. go.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, we want to thank Noel Daniels Motor Company for their sponsorship of our show. They're in Brandon, Mississippi. You can buy a new Icon cart from the Noel Daniels Motor Company and get it delivered anywhere in the state of Mississippi for just $99. State-of-the-art electric carts uh, for the golf course, the farm, and, of course, the the trendy thing now is is the neighborhood. Remember, they'll deliver it right here in Hattiesburg for just $99. They always keep a great inventory. They've always give you the best deal. Regardless, you can just tell your phone to take me to the Noel Daniels Motor Company, and Brandon Luke's going to have to explain that to me, or shop online at noeldaniels.cars. We appreciate uh, them being part of our program, as we do Campus Bookmart and the angel down there, Miss Kathleen, uh, Yes. I don't know if I've ever met a nicer lady. She's open seven days a week on Hardy Street, right across from the campus. You can also shop Campus Bookmart at campusbookmart.net. Bob, don't you think that Kelly would be provocative, like riding around the neighborhood in his golf cart? Like that's where he creates the melee. Oh, I agree. And for ninety-nine bucks, Kelly, I can have it delivered right to your phone. Boy, Luke used the word provocative and me- melee yes, in the same this would sentence. Be, this would be pretty close to exercise, <laughs> Kelly, riding in a golf cart. Be as close as you're going to get to exercise. Have you got a golf cart? I do not have a golf well, cart. Can I give you the number here, Noel Daniels? Yeah, yeah, Patrick. This is what happens on Friday out of season when correct, nothing correct. is going on. But maybe Patrick or Luke one can explain to me what does it mean when it says just tell your phone, take me to Noel Daniels Motor Company in Brandon. Like, hey Siri, it'll pop up the directions. Oh, okay, I got you. It'll pop. Okay. It's time for you to there. upgrade that okay. flip phone. Yes, but I didn't know who sang In a God of the Vita. I, I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> that was before flip phones, Bob. <laughs> no, it was. You're exactly right. You're, that was when eight-track tapes were really big. And smoke signals. And <laughs> smoke signals, yes. yes. Patrick, I, I regress, Patrick. Can we get back to sports, please? Uh, sure. So Southern Miss uh, gets apparently a, a real power hitter, big, big-time baseball player, Atlantic Coast Conference Player of the Year, Billy Butler, 6'2", 235-pound outfielder, big home run hitter, 25 home runs, I think. And I'm glad to see that, of course, being a Southern Miss baseball fan. But, Patrick, I'm still not used to all this portal stuff. And do you see any checkup in this at all? Because I I see even teams like LSU and Tennessee and, you know, the big SEC schools, they're just plucking each other's players right and left. Yeah, I I saw just the other day, I think, uh, Alabama's ace was at LSU (laughs) visiting uh he's in the portal so it's yeah there's a ton of movement and but i saw something the other day where the number of kids who enter the transfer portal often transfer down uh you know they're they're not on the way up and obviously uh billy butler third the third uh from rhode island he's transferring up uh out of the a10 in rhode island so it's he's gonna have to take a step up in quality a little bit you know a10 is not a bad baseball conference uh but coming in you know you would hope he projects up uh, takes a step up this season and could be a good corner outfielder, possibly the guy that takes over in left field, something like that. But yeah, I mean, it's, things have changed. And until there's new regulation, new rules kind of coming down from NCAA or somebody, uh, this is going to keep yeah. up. I don't think it's slowing down. It's just the way college sports in general are. You kind of hope that college baseball could avoid, uh, just this, just this constant changes and just movement among teams, uh, a little bit longer, but it's just, it's just taking over college baseball and LSU. They want to call the World Series on the strength of the transfer portal. No question. Luke, it appears just observing 
changes on the Southern Miss uh, roster that uh, they have found them a shortstop, a left fielder now perhaps, and we understand there's a kid already on the roster who might very well step up and, and be a big-time third baseman. But they still have some holes to fill, don't they? Well, I mean, it, it, I saw it yesterday. We haven't reported on this yet, but Wilver Dung did, did sign. And he was oh, – okay. yeah, he was uh, – I saw it on Twitter. And, you know, I, I, I'll go back and check this uh, when I get done with this statement. But it, he was the guy I thought was going to play third next year. I mean, that, that he was stud. And I, I wonder now with Pratt coming in, is there a situation where Monastere slides over to third? Um, Collins is coming in from East Central. He'll, you know, he, he played second. He was an All-American at, at East Central. And I, I just right. wonder if, if Monastere, cause, cause Patrick, I mean, he's got the size to play the corner, but that, that just really hurts, uh, if it, if this is true that Verdunk signed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think they need to do whatever helps Monastere's bat. You know, uh, he could play shortstop. I'm sure if he wanted to, but if you could put him on the corner at third or maybe keep him at second, I thought he was solid and kind of, Proved steady as the season went on, looked good there. So, but you you need Monster as a guy's potential three hole hitter for you, you know. Uh, so they need to do whatever they can do to help his bat. So I think he makes some sense at third. Uh, T.J. Dunsford, who I saw some in high school, uh, even I think as a freshman at East Central, he he looked the part. Uh, so him moving up and he's he's potentially the answer answer at third base and and, and could also play middle infield at second base and like that. So. Uh, he, Dunsford is a guy that's got a lot of versatility, you know, as a pitcher as well. He throws really easily. His motion is really easy, really natural. Uh, so, you know, it'll be interesting. This, this happens every year, but the more I think about, uh, next year's team, they've got, you know, what, six nice, five to six nice pieces to work around yeah. the pitching staff and kind of a core of a lineup already in place. Yeah. Look, and, for and people that may to, not know, verify who that kid is that you just referenced about signing. Will Verdung played at Itawamba Community College, and he was he was going to be a big commit for us. Um, you know, he was I believe he's an All American. Uh, yeah, Carlos Colazo from Baseball America reported yesterday that Verdung signed a hundred fifty thousand dollar deal with the Atlanta Braves. And you guys, Butler, let's the name Billy Butler. You know, if you're a baseball fan. You remember Major League Baseball player Billy Butler who played with the Kansas City Royals. He was a dynamic hitter. Um, I liked Billy Butler because he was a V8. He was a eight-cylinder model. He mm-hmm. was, a, you know, mm-hmm. a big boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, yeah, he was. He was husky. He was uh, boxy uh, mm-hmm. and could knock the, knock the stew out of the ball. Uh, no relation. No yeah. relation to this Billy Butler. So. Right, Patrick and Luke, either one of you, have we heard anything, any of the four kids that were drafted that are obviously well-known names here, have any of those kids signed? I mean, Dickerson put out a statement that he loved his time at Southern Miss, so he, you know, he's gone. Tanner did the same thing. Um, Storm did Ed, as well. Storm um, did, okay. And I don't think Edsel has Twitter because I have looked for him the last several days. He does, but, but he's not very he's not very busy on Twitter. Okay, but I mean, Bob, the other day, uh, Kelly and I, I think Stats McGee threw it out. It was like a ninety nine point three percent signage rate inside the top ten rounds. Patrick, had you heard that number? I mean, it's just crazy. If you go in yeah. the top ten, you're gone. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it does look like I would assume at this point that Edsel has gone to the Orioles. Uh, yeah. He's just not somebody that's going to broadcast it or whatever. But yeah, I don't. You know, it's. There's a lot more kids that are signing these days just because the draft has been shortened and there's just, you know, 
the kids, are, whenever they get to the opportunity, they're going to take it, you know. Well, it's just harder for colleges to kind of hold on to kids in these situations. Uh, let me clarify something that was said the other day. We had an agent on the show. I'm not sure he understood my question about what percentage of kids drafted make a major league roster. He said 60%. Well, I got some oh, communication oh. from Hill Denson that said he thinks it's around 4%. Yeah, he was – yeah, he was uh, – I think he was – I don't know what 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 the statistic was, but he yeah. he came back and clarified some. I think he was in reference to minor leagues. Yeah. That could be. Yeah. That could be. So four percent may actually be rather accurate as to who actually takes the field. It's tough to get there. Let's just put it that way. That all the question. all the way up there. All right, Patrick. So uh, Southern Miss baseball fans should a be concerned or b be confident that things will continue to roll along. Confident, I, I think you're you're looking at a team that's going to contend in the conference once again. They're they're not going to be as talented. That's uh, that's the best way to put it. But you know you have pieces to build around guys that are going to be some of the best players and hitters. You know pitchers, hitters in the conference. So uh, it's you know filling in the gaps on on the on the lineup and then really kind of building some extra depth into the bullpen. Uh, those are the keys for for. Ostrander and staff kind of moving forward. But I think this team is going to be, again, another postseason team, maybe not conference champs, but I think they'll be in the top three in, in the Sun Belt. Right. And we do have the secret. We have the wizard yeah. over on 4th Street. And, of course, you're always thinking about marketing with Butler coming to town now. You know, this, you know, T-shirts are already, I'm sure, being made. The Butler did it or, you know, <laughs> thing, things wow. like that. The Roost will come up with something. Yeah, you, you know they will. Yeah. Hey, Patrick, we always appreciate your input, man, and uh, we look forward uh, every week to having you on the Eagle Hour. This week was no exception, and we look forward to having you back next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Always enjoy it. All right. Patrick McGee, everybody, from uh, NOLA.com. Just to recap on Billy Butler's stats, 349, um, started 49 games, 13 bombs, 44 ribbies, and I think he hit like 417 in conference play. Yes, that's exactly right. He did. Yes. Yes. Atlantic 10 play, he hit 417. Yes. A 984 fielding percentage as well. It's always good to see. So he sounds like, you know, a solid piece coming into the lineup. No question. Well, about the A10 that. is uh, Davidson. You know, my son coaches at Davidson. It's a baseball league, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Real good. All right. We've got a couple more segments to go on this Friday, and we'll get going with that right after this. But quickly, want to remind you, you can hear our podcast anytime you like, and then everybody have a podcast. Apple Podcast, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And we also recommend Marshank Kenny's podcast, anyone, anywhere, anytime. Southern Miss Eagle Hour will continue right after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Fourth Street Bar Grill sponsors this segment of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Great place to go tonight and have yourself a shrimp poor boy. And I'm sure they got a ball game on TV down there. They're right in the shadow of the rock. Lots of Southern Miss memorabilia. Just a fun thing to walk through no matter how many times you've seen it. 
I think they actually have so much memorabilia that they swap it out. They do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they probably have the biggest collection of Southern Miss memorabilia anywhere. And it's always on display at 4th Street Bar and Grill. And we, uh, we love Slade and those guys and really appreciate uh, their connection to our program. Okay, guys. I mean, is it time to stop talking about baseball? Is there more baseball news? What do you think, Luke? Um, I mean, just to kind of recap. I haven't I haven't heard anything uh, about any more possible transfers, and Verdung signing kind of opens it up. And, and let's go back. Let, let's talk infield because we we're talking, you know, off off air. Um, Kelly. Another name kind of popping up for that hot corner um, at, as well, a guy who who may who probably has a pretty good chance to win the job as well. Yeah, Davis Gillespie, man, out of Birmingham. Uh, this is a guy that that not a lot of people have, you know have been talking about, but when you talk to some of the players about what they have seen and, and just physically look at this guy, and he's you know real intimidating, uh, just a real physical specimen, and then the way that that he's been performing and. Uh, you know, kid out of Birmingham. I, I re, you know, all things being equal, let's, let me put it this way: it would not surprise me if Davis Gillespie winds up winning the third base um, position. So, you know, we didn't talk about him in the last segment, but but uh, I'm right now I'm putting my money on him to win that spot. Six one two zero five from Oak Mountain High School in Birmingham, Alabama, and then you know you've got you've got other guys coming in. Um, as well, you, you got to feel like you don't go out and and get a BYU shortstop, you know, from the portal, um, unless and, he's he's your guy. Yeah, and and, and you, they had to have known at that point that Dickerson was probably gone, right? Uh, because why why would the kid from BYU even leave if he wasn't pretty sure that uh, he was going to have a place to go? So, uh, so, well, you know, he's from North Mississippi too. Well, uh, that's true, um, but still. But at the same time, they had to get depth because even obviously before Dustin got drafted, Robertson hit the portal as well. And so you look around, see what you know. That was kind of the talk that if if no portal came in, Dickerson left, Monastere might slide short, and Robertson would go to second or the other other way around. But you felt like with Creek Robertson. That was your your next guy. He hits the portal, and so you know you you go get a guy from the portal. But but, but could Freak come back, Luke? He could, yeah. but I'm saying where's he going to play though? Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know? But I mean, he where's he? Yeah. I'm that that's the the trick side. If right. you if you hit the portal, you know, do do you? I'm sure he would be welcome back. But the the other questions, you know, first base. Um, what are they going to do there? Russo's been in the program for two two years. Big kid, six three two forty eight. Um, down, you know, uh, where's he from? Down around New Orleans, I believe, somewhere. It's it's been a long summer, guys. I can't remember my my Southern Miss uh, baseball players like I should. Madisonville, that's right. 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 Um, and you know, you got Jackson Parker from from Stringer uh, played that position as well. Uh, his bat should come along later on, unless they just make him pitcher only. But you know, sometimes it's just guys with uh, the, that can be turned into first baseman. Um, I, I do think, though, one of the things that you're going to see next year, hopefully there won't be any drop off. I think you're going to you're going to say, "Wow, Sergeant was a really good defensive first baseman." But the strength of any team at any level in baseball is up the middle: catcher, second, short, and center field. And right now, what about center field? 
you know who, who's going to who's going to patrol you know center field. Yeah, Fowler hit the hit the uh, portal as well. And 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 you would think you would think that Graham Crawford is going to go into fall drills as the number one catcher, but you know he struggled a little bit hitting the ball. So will he emerge? You know once once he's got. I this, hope so. Yeah, after we had him on the show, I sure hope that kid gets that chance. Yeah, I hope so too, and that he, you know, that he come that he comes through. You know, but but if not, you know, then then who? Because that's that's two of the big four positions: catcher at center field that are that are kind of no. question marks right now. You got Tucker Stockman from Athens, Alabama. He's a big kid, six four, two twenty five. He he redshirted this year. He was the bullpen catcher. But yeah, I mean, you got two at that position. I mean, that's what you want. You want position battles, and that that's how Monastere emerged. This year, I mean, guys, he didn't he didn't play, you know. Right. I mean, he pitched, but he wasn't he didn't play. And whenever you even if that position battle lingers a little bit, unlike football, you can get away with it in baseball. Right. Well, on another sport, I I read with some humor uh, last night on a social media site that whose name I will not mention that there was discussion that if Will Hall doesn't find a quarterback who can play the game this year, it would be time to start looking for a change. I chuckled when I read that. I mean, I don't know how absurdly ridiculous you can get. But I think Will Hall probably has a pretty good idea who's going to be the quarterback, Luke Johnson. And I think it's going to be, if I were predicting, if I were a betting man like Kelly, which I'm not, uh, I would bet it would be one of the two kids uh, that transferred in from Clemson or Houston. Just the first que- the question before that, was it a posting forum about Eagles? It was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> you know, you can create free accounts and join that uh, social media platform and then join that group for free. You know that, don't you? Correct, yes. And, and you'll get some enlightening. Kelly, I just, I'm going to be objective here. As much as Bob likes to poke at that place, Bob sure comments a lot on well, a lot of those I, oh, posts. I do, I do drop in to read it. it it's, a, it's a pretty good source of Not only read. Yeah, no, Bob, I occasionally Kelly, throw a, an opinion or Bob two gets on his uh, golf cart and drives through the neighborhood and yeah. starts saying things. Well, here's here's the here's the thing that kind of keeps things in perspective for me, is that you know, and I've I've kind of been a Debbie Downer about the season this year because I keep hammering on the difficulty of the non-conference schedule, but this because we've talked about how important it is, even if you're playing pee wee football or whatever, to have a, a good stud, steady quarterback, but but then you bring this fact to the foreground. That this Southern Miss team went seven and six last year with no quarterback, really to call to call a starter. Right. You know, don't the, hate on Frank. The, the super back, the you know, <laughs> the, the whatever. Um, Frank's a quarterback. So you went seven and six without one. Mm-hmm. All right. So really, tough schedule aside, how good can they be if one of these two guys does emerge, stays healthy, and plays well all season long? So. It's a fair I mean, point. I, I think it's Wiles or or Edwards. I don't think there's any question about that. Right. Um, Edwards is your steady hand. Wiles has the bigger arm. Um, I I feel like Wiles will probably emerge. Um, I, I I feel that's the case. Either way, with either one of these guys. I'm convinced that Southern Miss fans are still going to think that Will Hall invented a new playbook, and they're going to find out that really for the first two years we never moved past Chapter 1 in the playbook because we were so limited at at that position. Um, 
And I think the other aspect, I may have said this a, a few weeks ago, I think you're going to see how crazy our talent is at the wide receiver position that has been there um, and just really hasn't been able, other than Brownlee being a, a magnetic field when he goes up for a 50-50 ball. But I do think you're going to look this year. And I think it helps, though, because especially year two in the Sun Belt, there haven't been very many teams. that None of these teams that we played have really seen us open up the playbook. So, so think about that. Think about from a conference perspective, really one full year of conference, it's almost like we were operating on a semi-preseason playbook. Because if we if we wanted if we got behind, or if we um, or you know if we wanted to play possession, we just went super back, right? Or and we but so a lot of our other than the Louisiana game, a lot of our vertical attack wasn't there, and I think that really bodes well. It's not very many times you're going to get an experienced team like this going into their second year of the conference without the other team really knowing how to scheme so much. you got to go back. You can watch two-lane tape. You can watch other that I get to see what Hall can do. But as far as this personnel, teams really haven't seen what we can do with them. Kelly, I just got a text from Frank Gore Jr. who said that he did throw some pretty spirals last year, but you're trashing him has prompted his father he would like to have a conference with you later this afternoon. Down at the corner of 4th and 15th, Frank Gore Sr. would like to meet with you. Gee, where has time gone? I, uh, I, I, I gotta, <laughs> you can take him, Kelly. I've seen him in I, person. i, I got to get out of here. Uh, but, yeah, so, you know, that, that tough non-district – or non, non-district, non-conference schedule. But, uh, but Will, Will Hall's kind of been walking around with a little sheepish grin, you know, because I think he, he knows what he's got, but he's not telling anybody what he's got. You know, so – and I think that's wise, you know. Let let people think what they what they want to think, but when most of most people are thinking the Eagles third or some sometimes fourth in the West, I mean that that bar is not very high. So um, this this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun this year. But like anything else in football, in particular, fingers crossed. Stay healthy. We'll wrap up the Eagle Hour right after this. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment of the week brought to you by D-Bat and D-1 Training. Eight batting cages set up for softball and baseball. And then next door at D-1 Training, the 70-yard indoor turf running facility. Great workout place. It's all there at D-Bat and D-1 in Hattiesburg. D-BatHattiesburg.com. Southern Miss Beach Volleyball getting recognized um, in the offseason to a team academic uh, honor roll award from the USMC AVCA academic team. So always like to see when uh, the men and women, Southern Miss, not only perform 
on the field, but in the classroom as well. Congratulations to the Southern Miss Beach Volleyball. All right, uh, we, we were mentioning um, you know football and, and talking through some stuff. Will Hall really excited about this recruiting class. Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation, uh, reporting that according to rivals, guys, this class is in the top 60 in the country. Currently right now 59th. Um, the class of uh, 2024 that will materialize in December and then February. 15 commits. I will let you guess how many of the 15 are from the state of Mississippi. I would say mm, 12. 10. Old Phil Hall's brother's batting a thousand guys. 15 out of 15 from the state of Mississippi. Wow. Right now. Highlighted by Christopher Jones, a linebacker uh, from Flowood, Mississippi. Rivals has him as a four-star. John White, the MRA quarterback. Jalen Washington, running back from uh, Houston, Mississippi. Aaron Travis, a defensive end from Grenada. And then Caleb Moore, all three stars. Caleb Moore's a guy, um, a lot of people, This is if he, if he stays on, guys, I'm telling you, this is a, a a big deal right now, according to rivals. Now we we talked about him when he uh, when he committed, but six three two fifty offers according to rivals from Bama, LSU, State, Mississippi State, Texas, Texas A and M, Tulane, and UNLV. He's an Oak Grove kid, so you you guys are staring right at his alma mater. And then of course one of his uh, one of his teammates. Um, as well, another defensive lineman. So I, this is impressive. Number one class in the Sun Belt, 59th nationally, according to Rivals right now. You mentioned a kid, uh, Houston, Mississippi. Bob, what's the mascot of Houston High School? I have no idea, Kelly. Luke, do you know? Uh, no. The Hilltoppers. That's right. You're right. <laughs> You're you right. sit around at night and study this. As, it's it's like, as you said earlier, Bob, I'm a loser. <laughs> Jalen Washington, 5'8", 185, scat back, offers from Air Force, Navy, South Al, and uh, Southern Illinois. So, yeah, an, another one of those. Um, John White uh, is, if, if any of our listeners around the Jackson area, or I, I th- actually, no, it's prep. I was trying to think. I thought MRA came south. If they play at PCS this year, Southern Miss fans need to go watch John White play. He's, he's pretty special. And, and if John White, if this isn't perfectly set up for an NIL deal with John White Limited, the business in Hattiesburg, you know, John White Limited has always, you know, beautiful clothes for both men and women. This is, is this a commercial? Well, no, I'm, Are I'm you just getting saying, paid to endorse this n- company? Not at all, but I'm just okay. saying if I were John White of John White Limited, yeah. uh, this would be a perfect you know, thing I would go out and say, "Hey, John White, why don't you represent John White?" That would be that would be perfect. And although well, I, Luke has good news for Southern Miss in the recruiting department mm-hmm. this weekend, Luke is not getting started off very well for Tennessee fans. Yeah, before I just wanted to mention, Bob, that that Kelly is putting up all the money to the to the top collective to make that NIL deal happen. With I think John he should, White. and clearly Kelly goes to the finest places to buy his clothes. <laughs> yeah, the Hattiesburg fashion plate that I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But yeah, you're talking about Tennessee. Um, yeah, now don't cry, everybody. Let's not all cry at yeah, once. It's just terrible. That Tennessee's getting hammered. This is uh, the NCAA official news release. Hundreds of violations occurred in Tennessee football program over three seasons. Over the course of three seasons, the Tennessee football program committed 18 level one violations, 200 individual infractions. They resulted in impermissible inducements and benefits totaling approximately $60,000. And for that, the University of Montana, Central Michigan, and Maine. Nervous as cats in a room full of rocking chairs. We'll be put on probation. (laughs) 
Look out, Middle Tennessee. You better <laughs> batten the hatches down, baby. No, actually. It, isn't it stuff like this, though, where you just look at a guy like Donnie Tindall and being like, <laughs> no, no, am I right? All these violations and no postseason bowl ban. Is that not correct? They, they, are, going to, they are going to be stripped of scholarships. Direct payments to prospects. Oh, wow. Glad you all. It's, it's like that investigation that got stopped at the White House. It's like. Correct. Yeah. Hand over mouth. I am shocked. The same people that investigate SEC recruiting violations did the White House investigation. Jeremy Pruitt, the former head coach, is has a six-year no-show clause as a result of this. Uh, they are going to be stripped of scholarships, I believe, down to 58 or something like that. So they're, they're going to get but hammered see, on this scholarships. Is, yeah. yeah, Pruitt, Pruitt. But here's the thing. Nobody on the roster and none of the coaches on the staff, other than maybe you know administration, we're there when it happened. Isn't so crazy. Yeah, I mean, so it's like, yeah, it, you know, if I'm a kid at Tennessee, I'm just like, I didn't have anything to do with it. I get it. They need to be punished. But too little, too late from the NCAA historically. Transfer portal, here I come. All right, that wraps up another week of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're really glad you uh, joined us every week. We want to thank D1 and DBAT for all they do on the Eagle Hour, along with Mo Bay Beignet Company. A great place to go this weekend and enjoy a wonderful dessert right there on Hardy Street. Until Monday, Southern Miss. To the to top. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.